Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. For those of you who don't know, our very own shy Lisa Peterson has written and submitted her very first blog article and it is being published as we speak and it will be on our website soon so this is what we do if you don't feel like you have a place to put your voice as done many videos that are on our youtube channel okay so there's a place for you to contribute so please do okay all right now how to respond to a manifold of temptations turmoil and torment that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold Isn't that lovely okay all in favor of throwing that one in the garbage can okay you're kidding right more precious than gold so your temptations your torment your other psychologically and emotionally challenging experiences Though it be tried with fire, it might be found unto praise and honor of glory of God at the appearing of Christ. And apparently, and I hope, now, there's a verse somewhere that talks about the travails of women related to pregnancy and giving birth to children. I've never had that experience. I've never watched my wife go through that experience. My two children are adopted. And so apparently, there's some kind of a psychological sensation that... You'll have to, so you mothers will have to uh, report on this, that after morning sickness and whatever else your body does with all those weird things for nine months, okay, when the baby shows up, apparently your brain goes, oh my goodness, it was all worth it. That was so wonderful. I am so glad that I went through all that. This little creature that is now in my hands this trial of and, and pressure on my body going through this fire is more precious than gold. Can I please have at least one mother report on whether that's a true concept or uh, masculine hearsay? Is it actually worth it to go through all that? Do you actually? I think it has a lot, you know, there's a lot entailed during the pregnancy as well. Like you're concerned for the child that you're carrying. And when the baby is born, it's such a relief that the baby's healthy or that you got through that, the delivery and the whole process. And it makes it more worth it when you get to hold your baby. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So when I was in Detroit, there was a phrase I was introduced to there that I had heard in passing in my developmental years being raised in Idaho and Utah. And I remember almost getting into a debate with someone over whether or not the concept of being born again is actually a legitimate concept due to my 
uneducated naivety. This same woman, Charles, was my my mentor around Southern Bible teaching. And we would talk and then I'd go study and we would talk and I'd go study and we would talk and I'd go study. And in this chapter in First Peter, I didn't know this. I did a little more research using modern technology to find out that the phrase born again is only found in the Bible three times. Like in the entire Bible, it's only three times. And I'm all, wait, I had assumed based on the frequency of the concept that it was much more common than that. And so this chapter one of Peter leads up to this concept of being born again. Okay, I'm going to retreat now, but then we jump over to uh, Alma chapter five, where there's much more an elaboration on it of, I know you've been born again before, as others, maybe the second time you have a child, you're less afraid of the process, and you're looking forward to it more, maybe the third time, maybe the fourth time, fifth time, okay, what if we bring that into our own hearts and souls, over the process of being born again, psychologically and spiritually, where maybe the first time you go through it, it's scary. And then maybe it's not so scary the next time. And so when we see phrases like this, blessed be God, the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope. Okay? Lively hope. All right? That we're going to be born again. We're going to give birth to this child, this new character, this new identity, this new experience, and all the agony of the nine months or more or less. There is an, a, a reason to have some jealousy with the pregnancy process because it's probably going to be close to nine months plus or minus. But when you're going through a psychological born-again process, is it going to be nine hours, nine weeks, nine months, nine years? How long are you going to go through the travail, okay, this trial tried by fire? We have these ridiculous phrases. Gird up your loins. Woohoo! All right. Be sober. I This word, I love it when I see words that parallel with something found in the Book of Mormon. At the end of the Book of Mormon, the single one-word personality characteristic that is referred to by Captain Moroni, Captain Mormon, one or the other, both of them at the end of the Book of Mormon. And he was sober. And so I believe the term back then, and I am interested in your experience with this word if you have any for me being a eh, class clown goofball in school when you're the guy that's two inches shorter than most of the girls in school okay and you are wrestling one of the smallest weight classes and you've been thrown in a garbage can at least twice and locked in your locker a couple of times and you're trying to get some identity so yeah, try to be funny, okay? Let's just say being sober did not sound like an appealing characteristic, 
All right. And this is actually one of the elements of my first scared born again. I appreciate ladies, you commenting on the fear element of going through the birthing process because having not been through it, I hadn't thought about that carefully. But when I think about going from the familiarity of being a goofball and a class clown and going, I'm considering taking life seriously. I'm considering prioritizing wisdom over entertainment. I had to prepare myself for what appeared to be a complete identity collapse, fall apart, uh, disassociation of identity. Who am I? But because of the eternal principles I've been exposed to, I was able to access this hope to the end. Okay. This hope to the end. Okay. I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side. I had some comforting revelations along the way where the soft hand on the back of the neck instead of the firm hand on the back of the neck by my father in heaven where he said, do you really think I would walk you into a lifestyle you didn't like? You're, in, you're offering to be a tool in my hands. You're offering to be a resource. You are going to have to become more sober. You're going to have to be focusing on things that are edifying to the world. Okay, but I want to give you hope that as you anchor to Christ and as you anchor to eternal principles, you're gonna what you're gonna be like when you're born again. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.